Hey, uh, welcome to episode number three of the Terroir Magazine podcast. Uh, we have a really special guest today. We have Millie, who is a fantastic jeweler. Her company is Rad Betty. Um, originally, she's from the UK, but she's been in Vancouver for two years, but is now leaving us to go back to Brighton. But her company will still be run uh, from there. And so we're pumped to have her on the podcast. Check out her website or Instagram. It's Rad Betty. Uh, and her jewelry is amazing. I'm wearing a piece of hers right now. Um, it's great. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Uh, do you want to say hi, Millie? Hi. Okay, let's get this started. Yeah. So do you want to like begin by telling, telling us a bit about your background and how you got into jewelry and design? And Sure, sure. Um, so as I said, from England, um, I did a degree in international business. I was very much of the mindset of I'm going to make lots of money. I'm going to work in business. I guess I wanted to kind of follow in my dad's steps in that respect. Mm-hmm. Um, my mum was always the creative one who was like, create things live your dream but um yeah i guess my headspace back then was more make money use my degree um so after uni i got a job in london doing project management for three years Mm -hmm. during that time i came across a jewelry course in this amazing place it was like basically put on for locals and like a community type thing and you could do adult courses so i always thought oh if i'm going to change direction with my career I'm gonna have to go back to university spend all that money again but this was just like the chillest Tuesday evening course in Mm. jewelry and Mm. just showed up and the teacher was amazing and she was just like what do you want to make I actually signed up for ceramics but it was full and then they so I was like oh shit I guess I'll do jewelry Mm. and then I just like absolutely loved it Mm. um so I did it for like a six-week course and then just rolled it over again and again and again for like two years wow and then my partner and I were like, do we want to live this London life for like the net foreseeable future, you know, keep climbing the ladder. And we were both like, let's try and live abroad. Um, Vancouver has amazing like visa deals with the UK, I guess, because mm-hmm. of the Commonwealth. Mm-hmm. So we both applied, both got visas. And then it was kind of a perfect career break for me to be like, right, I'm going to try and get some on the job learning mm-hmm. to really hone this jewelry thing so when did rad betty start like when did you like figure out your brand and like oh, what you wanted to make it was probably like january last year <clears throat> so not that long ago um and we i just started making pieces and i didn't want to put like a brand and pressure on it immediately so i just kind of created stuff see how it looked kind of got a feel for the vibe of it and then made an instagram and kept it private didn't tell anyone about it see if it got some traction and then i was like hey everyone you can pay attention <laughs> now <laughs> kind of a big deal yeah. um you should buy <laughs> cool okay so you're saying earlier that you came from london to vancouver so like what was like the biggest difference between london and you know van city as we locals call it van C- uh, do, we, do we say that that sounds van lame. city that sounds so lame um, people used to go coover coover no <laughs> that's awful yeah. uh, um i think it was my ex uh, basically it's just so much more chilled here the pace of life is slower mm-hmm. i like work more comfortable hours um so i have more time to myself and i guess just the constant the social life that i had in london was just like constant and like relentless there was always something to do always something mm. to see and making money mattered so much more because my the amount i was spending was so high mm-hmm. whereas here it was like i don't have plans on the weekend <laughs> uh, ever so yeah. it was like i could afford to make less money mm-hmm. and switching careers like that and starting at the bottom of the ladder meant that my pay went way down mm-hmm. um but overall i think you there's a better quality of life here yeah but 
I still, without friends and family here mm-hmm. and without my roots here, mm-hmm. that's why it would probably go home. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. man. Well, we'll miss you. We barely oh, know you. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I'm, I'm going to be so sad. Like, I, yeah. I had a few, like, had a little cry on the weekend when I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> this is our last month. Yeah, like, this oh, wow. time wow. we literally land a month today. So, yeah. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Sad. But I bet, like, your family's happy to have you back, right? Yeah, they can't wait. Yeah. Oh. Well, my siblings aren't, because I'm going to, like, live oh, in the yeah. house oh, okay. again <laughs> She's for back. a couple of weeks, and they're like, oh, my God. But whatever. We're, yeah. we're, we're, we're glad that we were able to catch you before Yeah. No, you, thanks. You, you, this you is really yeah. exciting. I'm glad mm-hmm. to be part of it. Where did the name Rad Betty come from? Um, I So, the stuff I was making was weird, and I was like, what else is weird? Rats are weird. <laughs> and then I thought, I used to have a pet rat called mm-hmm. Betty. Um, oh, interesting. So that's rap. She lives on. She's gone. She's, She's deceased. Okay. okay. <laughs> I don't know. I know. <laughs> David doesn't know how to say uh, it. Yeah, so it was, uh, I don't know. Where what's the light? What's the a polite way to put this? Yeah. <laughs> she has passed. Um, no, and she was called after my great grandmother, mm. who my dad said whoa, whoa, was a bit of a rat. Oh, okay. Okay. So big. Yeah. Okay. Deal there. Is, is that a good thing? Or no. I don't think so. Yeah, okay. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, no. being a rat is that. never well. No. Yeah. I yeah. want to change that. Rats are cool. You're such a rat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. I, I like the name. It, it definitely, you? yeah. I guess yeah. it creates at least for me curiosity about it. Because did you find when if you guys have ever tried you you're doing a clothing brand that you're trying or have named, and like I found I read a lot of stuff online about it. Like, what should you choose? And the consensus was literally like anything. Mm. Just choose anything. Yep. Like the company that I work for, Pira, mm-hmm. thousands of people can't pronounce that. They yep. don't even know how to say it. Yep. They're literally yeah. like, what is it? But, and it's the same with like so many stuff where I'm like, how do you say that? Mm-hmm. But yeah. it doesn't like, prevent it from being successful. One of the good example mm-hmm. is um, Aritzia. The only reason it's called Aritzia is because back in the phone book, they want to put it in the beginning. Oh, oh really? Is that yeah. what they did it? That's so, so funny. Phone wow. books. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then, like, if you think about it, Nike, Adidas, they, doesn't mean anything right no mm. so yeah, yeah whatever just pick whatever you want that's so encouraging because like like i have my uh my name down but i'm meeting with my graphic designer went to wednesday on wednesday and uh like i've been so nervous so like i have like five different names that now like as backups but that's good to know that maybe just like the original like what i felt this should it should be called so you what's know? your what's your agreed uh, name see i'm i i get like embarrassed saying it because it sounds pretentious okay okay but i'll say it uh, I'll, be, <laughs> I'll be vulnerable uh so it, it's homage what do you think you I hate like it. It. No, she hates I, it. I, I see it in her no, eyes i don't <laughs> i don't i just think i when i say rat betty oh. i cringe a bit okay like it's just it's a little piece of you that you you and do you know what? It's the same as when your mates get tattoos with words. Oh, I'm yeah. like I like try really hard not to mug them off. I'm like mm-hmm. really. <laughs> <laughs> like come on, it's okay. hard. It, it's hard. And then people are like, oh, what are you trying to say about yourself by having that name? It's I like know. nothing. I'm just trying to. It's its own entity. Like that's yeah. what I've chosen. You just got to commit to it, and you know, and that's yeah. a cool name, and it takes you back to what you want the meaning of it to be, which mm-hmm. is sick. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll stick with it. I don't know. I'm not convinced. <laughs> I feel so vulnerable now. <laughs> we know you're. <laughs> I know. We're interviewing you, Millie. This is it. <laughs> I was gonna What's say going that? on here. I think, I think this interview's for David. So. Yeah. She she like tricked us, man. Oh, <laughs> she sorry. conned us. Um, have you ever been like in times of like creative drought where it's been hard to like 
because like your your brand now seems to have a pretty strong brand identity you know it's uh the human anatomy i what. know now i feel a bit like restricted i'm like is this all i'm ever gonna be able to do mm-hmm. um that is actually that is a challenge i'm feeling right now mm. i'm like i like it and i but i want to take it to a new place and i'm really struggling of what that place should be mm-hmm. um Interesting. So creatively, I guess I try and look in as many different places as possible. Mm-hmm. I get so bogged down when I look at the current successful jewelry brands that are like very much like gold and dainty and like Majuri is a really good example. I'm mm-hmm. you must have seen like some kind of advertising from them lately. Yeah. Um and that's just not <clears throat> what I want to be and when I look at when that's the kind of stuff content you're flooded with that's doing really well it's really tempting to kind of look at that and be like oh maybe I should take my photos in that mm-hmm. style or do that and if you scroll down my Instagram you'll literally very clearly see these phases where I'm testing new mm-hmm. things and I don't know I think the barrier now is like not being limited by what I've done already to stick to that thing and kind of branch out in natural but unique way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know how I inspire in the, uh, like inspiration from that. Yeah, I mm. guess I look in as many different places apart from jewelry. So like I like looking at a lot of graphic designers, sculpture, clay, those mm-hmm. kind of things. Um, and then when I am having like a good burst of ideas, I note as much down as possible. And then I guess look back at that in mm-hmm. times of interesting that's mm-hmm. good what can we expect from you that's like different like i've seen a couple of your pieces and like they're really rad oh, so thanks. like yeah like what can we expect from you coming up um so the last thing i did was a new type of casting which is cast in place and that's where you so everything i do comes from wax um and that's where you basically embed the stone at the wax stage and then it goes through the entire casting process with the stone in place. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And some jewelers, their entire lines are made of that. And it's a wow. really interesting mm. effect. And it's just like, it's so cool. And I'm very much, I wouldn't say like a lazy jeweler, but I'm definitely not like a Swiss goldsmith that's mm. going to make engagement rings out of wire and metal. I'm more of a like, <laughs> okay, this is what I've got. This is what I can work with. And wax yeah. is that. And I'm. it doesn't require, anyone can do it, basically. Mm. Um, so I've, I want to definitely explore that more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I want to do much more abstract stuff. So like stick with the form, human form mm-hmm. vibes mm-hmm. and try and yeah, get it a bit more abstract. Your piece, honestly, like it spoke to me. I just came out of, like, of, 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 a, of a situation where like I kind of felt like I was keeping a lot of myself back. And I'm like, oh man, like I feel like I'm causing so much anxiety on myself mm. by keeping myself back. And now I, I want to be totally like, you know, bare naked and like wear my heart on the outside, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Right. So do you go that deep into the metaphor when you think of a piece or are you just like thinking, oh, I, a heart, I, let's do that. I, I wish I could say that I did. But the the most amazing thing about doing it is the like hearing stuff like that. And when I've done a few markets, like I, I have pieces with brains on and um, people like had rushed to come to find my stool because she had this incredible story about like a brain injury that she'd had mm. and like that was why that was so significant to her mm. and a f- another friend of a friend who's in a wheelchair like the legs pendant that I have was like insane to them and they were like that's incredible I love that yeah. so that stuff is like whoa I wasn't expecting to have that kind of an mm. impact with it so when they do it's like the sickest feeling it's yeah. so nice yeah yeah okay now my jewelry wow. feels less special. No, <laughs> no I'm, I'm, I'm joking. It was I still made just it. for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, okay, so when you're not making jewelry, what are you up to? What are you What are you doing? I'm um, sleeping. Mm. No, I just I, because my full time job is jewelry. 
And then after work, I'm like, the, the hours that I'm not working, I'm doing the rat Betty. Mm-hmm. And it feels like there's not much time other than that. On weekends, yeah. I try and like, yeah, I guess go outdoors, eat at yeah. places, yeah. do a lot of eating on Main Street. Nice. Um, and then I'm also, while being here, I did mm-hmm. want to see parts of the world that were around here. So mm-hmm. like going to Portland next weekend, been mm-hmm. to Mexico, San Fran, Vegas. Mm-hmm. Nice. Those kind of stuff, which is yeah. fun. Yeah, and good for inspiration, you know, and mm-hmm. good place to take new pictures. Yeah. I'm always Absolutely. like, yeah, make my partner be a model whenever we go anywhere. Yeah. Like, yeah. shoot her, baby. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's rad, that's rad. What was the biggest difference coming from the corporate world to like a more you know, artisanship career path? I, I feel like it's the personalities mm. that you meet. So like... I came from a very True. professional environment and everyone's very like on the same page, professionalism, like not not to say that that's a good thing or a bad thing, but mm-hmm. when I came here, people were much more like themselves in mm-hmm. the creative field and mm-hmm. much more like, maybe like will speak openly about stuff they're like mm-hmm. challenged with or yeah. like maybe have anxiety and stuff like that. And they'll be so much more like, I'm having a bad day and I just need to, and it's like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. like interesting yeah whereas back home it was very much like maybe it's english people though who are very much like stiff upper lip like i don't know what you mean i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) um Mm. and just it's a bit more relaxed yeah i think yeah Yeah. i guess um i have one question and this is business related and feel free not to answer it if it's um something that you're not comfortable with but how do you figure out your price point oh man that is that so as we were kind of discussing earlier for jewelers pricing yourself kind of defines how you want to be perceived and maybe that's the same with other brands um Mm -hmm. it definitely is but when so like basically my style is chunky sterling silver and other brands who have the exact same vibe Mm -hmm. but the range of pricing within that can be huge so it I kind of just looked at other jewelers who operated in Vancouver. My price point is definitely going to change when I go back home because Mm -hmm. I've done a lot of research into what everything's going to cost me Mm -hmm. and the price of production is going to go way up. Mm -hmm. Um, And generally to fit into the market there, Mm -hmm. I would just have to have a higher price to be taken seriously, which is a shame. Mm -hmm. Um, But here it's, I kind of, I basically looked at a range of jewelers who I felt did similar stuff with the same amount of metal and that kind of thing. Mm Uh, and tried to fit in there but I honestly think I'm much lower than yeah. those jewelers and I'm okay with that mm-hmm. while I'm trying to get out there mm-hmm. um, I guess my next question would be like how do you marketing wise um, how did you market yourself um, or your brand like what are the me- what, what are the channels that you use and to be able to sell or put your work out there mm-hmm. um, so the first thing I did was the east side culture crawl which if anyone hasn't been to they should go to because it's amazing um, What's the name of that again? Gonna... <clears throat> Eastside Culture Crawl. Okay. It's basically all of the studios in East Vancouver open their doors. Everyone mm-hmm. who operates out of them prepares stock for sale. And mm-hmm. you can just wander around these insane studios and just see what everyone's up to. And it kind of gives you a picture of the like scale of the creative people and artists that are in Vancouver. And it's like mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really amazing. Uh, met loads of people through that. Mm-hmm. So basically, face-to-face market type things are really Mm -hmm. good. They're just a lot of work. And outside a job, it's just intense preparing for them. Mm -hmm. But my partner works at a digital advertising agency. So Mm -hmm. does like his job is basically online advertising for brands. Mm -hmm. So he just knows all of how to do it. So he's set me up with 
Instagram ads, Facebook nice. ads, all those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's give him a shout out. What's his name? Dan Tunley. Dan Tunley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Google Dude. him, guys. Do yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Google him. You'll find, find his find like, MySpace from like five years ago. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. So. Uh, that's hilarious. Um, for selling platform, like where do you sell your products? Um, mm. Etsy and website. And that was a bit of a debate mm. for that. Because... Okay. Okay, so same kind of thing about how you want to be perceived. Yeah. It feels like you're a bit like, I'm not. this is going to sound disrespectful to Etsy and it's not meant to, but yeah. you kind of feel like you're a bit more, it's a bit more of a hobby <clears throat> if you're selling on Etsy and you mm-hmm. feel a bit more like you're an independent professional if you have your own website. Yes. Yeah. However, the the traffic that mm-hmm. Etsy, Etsy can yes. produce right. is insane. So mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. a friend from back home searched unusual signet and one of my signets was like the fifth image on Google mm-hmm. Images. And it's wow. like, I could not get that. Yes. ranking personally yeah so I, I keep it there it's also nice because it means that the person who wants to buy off you can choose which platform mm-hmm. they prefer and it's i most people have etsy accounts mm-hmm. these days so like mm-hmm. it's just easy for them yeah it's really interesting that you mentioned that because years ago i met this guy who sell um yoga mats mm-hmm. uh, through amazon and one of his advice is to keep everything in one channel and the reason for that is because of seo and mm. and searching because if you split it in multiple platforms, then they're competing. <clears throat> yes, and then you're ranking for, for example, Etsy or Amazon. Mm-hmm. The more if you just drive traffic to that one flow, then you're ranking for the search. Um, when people search yoga mats, let's say, then it goes up higher. So, mm-hmm. so for for him though, it makes sense, a lot of sense, because it's just it's yoga mat, right? You can't mm-hmm. get any fancy yeah. then. It's like, oh, this yoga mat is the perfect cushion for you when you. Yeah. You do your stress. Like, you can't really do this. <laughs> in my perspective, at least, a yoga mat is a yoga mat. It doesn't yeah, matter where yeah, it came yeah, from, yeah. right? Yeah. But it's different when it comes to jewelry. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, that's 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 a good, I think, insight that you just shared in there. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give to a young, driven, like, creative person who wants to begin their career? And I would say do it in like a very low risk way. So. Yeah mine was doing an evening course on a Tuesday and then realizing I liked it. And if I hadn't liked that, I would have tried another course and mm. I would have found something. Cause I, I did a lot of illustration before I got into jewelry. So like every evening I needed that time where it was like creative time to unwind. Mm-hmm. So find whatever that is for you. Mm-hmm. And if you can get a free course in it, do it yeah. or a very cheap course mm-hmm. that doesn't interfere with you having a full-time job. Mm-hmm. And then, if you then can transition to a job that will give you the tools and like everything that you need to learn this new skill, that's yeah. insane. Um, it's basically like a free degree. Yeah. Um, and I honestly think you learn more on the job than you could in a course. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just like, don't put yourself under too much pressure to achieve too much too fast. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's not like the common message that people give when they're like, if you've got something, roll with it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't agree with that. I just mm-hmm. think go mm-hmm. at your own pace and build something slowly of quality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if it's not for that's you, good. you have nothing, you haven't lost anything. Like maybe you've lost hours, but you've in, if you enjoy doing the task, yep. mm-hmm. it's not lost hours, you know? Yeah, that's good. Really good advice. That's yeah. great advice, yeah. We're kind of just talking about that as well on our way here about how dangerous it is when we say um, follow your passion. Mm. Um, it's a good thing, but then you have to be cautious about it as well. Because yeah. at the end, at the end of the day, you need to be able to live comfortably, right? Yeah. And following your passion doesn't mean throwing away practicality. It yeah. actually means being more practical to be able to follow your passion. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like just a firm affirmation of 
of that. Yeah, so. and I think a lot of the messages that you read about <clears throat> are people who are like, I dropped out of college, I maxed out three credit cards and I made it happen. <laughs> and it's like, oh my God, that don't aspire to that at I know, all. Like, yeah. that is not, you're not going to like... Wait no. till they're 50 yeah. or even 40. So. Yeah. Just just like do it in a sensible way and take yeah. your time and give you be like, okay, I think I set my goals at the start of this to my whole time in Vancouver all I wanted to do was like maybe have a range not mm. even have put it out there mm-hmm. and it snowballed as in I just enjoyed it so much that I picked up my pace so mm-hmm. yeah it it's more than I expected to have at this stage mm-hmm. and that's but I don't feel like I've put myself under like extreme pressure or you know it's just kind of naturally grown because I've enjoyed it mm. yeah and I believe that um you and David kind of met through a craft fair, is that right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And how often do you do that? Would you advise a, a new person within the field of craft, let's say, to join craft fairs? And yeah, I think it depends what you're selling um, and finding the right one. So if I've been here longer, I definitely would have explored that avenue way more. I've only done two. One was the Culture Crawl and one <clears> was Eastside Flea. Um, it it just depends like if you're producing something like soaps and beauty products then regular local flea markets are amazing and mm-hmm. they always seem to do well if you're doing jewelry and your price point is higher like people don't always expect to go to a weekend market and drop like two hundred dollars on a mm-hmm. piece of jewelry it's amazing when they do but often they're there to get like oh some amazing coffee or soaps and stuff yeah. like that um but there are there are markets out there that are more tailored to higher price points so if I was staying, I I would aim to, you yeah. know, go do mm-hmm. some of those. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's been like the biggest obstacle you faced uh, in your career this far? And like, how did you overcome that? Um, I think deciding <clears throat> to change careers, mm-hmm. pretty big obstacle. And there was mm-hmm. no guarantee that when I moved here, I would get the right kind of job. Mm-hmm. But it really it all fell into place so well. Mm-hmm. So then now I feel like the challenge I'm, is going to happen when I move back. Yeah. Where it's like adjusting <clears throat> to running a business back mm-hmm. in the UK and trying to reestablish a market mm-hmm. there. That yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it's the challenge is coming for me. Yeah. <laughs> How do you find it? Because I know you um you mentioned that you sell it, um your products online. Mm-hmm. Um. What, what is it like being in an international market? Do you find a lot of clients ordering overseas or like in the other side of Canada mm. or do you find most are local? I targeted most of the advertising I did to Canada. So most of the sales are Canadian. Some are um, American, mm-hmm. but also the most of my sales are like word of mouth, friends of friends back home, mm-hmm. which I... I don't know if that's because it's like they're my friends of friends and they're like, oh, Millie's got jewelry and that's mm-hmm. cool and we want to buy it. Or whether it's just like the jewelry appeals to those types of people because I've had that kind of like upbringing and like mm-hmm. we maybe our styles are more aligned. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting for sure to go home and see how that works. But in terms of I don't have any like weird places that have ordered jewelry, no. Yeah. Okay. But, okay, yeah. cool. You were saying earlier, I think, off our... Uh, off of the podcast that like you're saying how Vancouver is like a great place to to, uh, to begin a small business why mm-hmm. is that why do you find that I don't know it's like when I th- in Vancouver I found that and when I went traveling I met a lot of Dutch people and Dutch people had seemed to have more of a mindset of like work for yourself mm-hmm. and for some reason that's definitely more visible here than it is in the UK in the UK it's like get a job work for someone else mm-hmm. I I don't know any I don't think I could count on like 
one hand any connections of mine that are running their own business at this mm-hmm. point wow. whereas here it's like i <clears throat> feel like i come across people all the time and mm-hmm. it's probably because there's so many interesting success stories mm-hmm. that have come out of vancouver yeah. yeah i don't know what it is it's just like a lot of products that seem to do well are like wellness focused mm-hmm. um and i do think vancouver is far more progressive mm-hmm. with their like thoughts around product and sustainability and stuff than a lot of other places so mm-hmm. maybe it's got something to do with that i don't know it's just people are more open-minded to it here and they want smaller businesses to thrive i haven't traveled that much but i believe that vancouver is one of the city that really supports local mm-hmm. uh, I think so. and i think we're big in that like our coffee mm-hmm. shops here the ones that are thriving of course except for starbucks yeah. our whole local starbucks yeah. uh, local starbucks local coffee shop, right? yeah we love our local starbucks I know. So, you know? <laughs> so yeah so i think like, vancouver's definitely support local mm, yeah um, for sure. yeah yeah what's been the greatest lesson you've learned from from the process of like uh being a startup and, and beginning your own business um i think don't compare yourself to other people at all like mm. your product is like the perfect it's like your everything that you your experiences and all that you are is like produced in this like individual piece of product and comparing yourself to others that are doing successful things with their stuff is just like so damaging and it gave me a lot of stress and I think it set me back when I was like oh I'm not like that or I should be doing it more like this and I just think no like if people are gonna like what you've made if it's individualistic and like speaks to you it will Mm -hmm. speak to other people yeah. So yeah, roll with what your you know your idea is, and just like mm-hmm. commit to it, and don't be blindsided by other people's success, and be intimidated by that, or compare yourself to it. But how do you find your own <clears throat> style? That's see, that's the thing. If you scroll through my Instagram, yeah. you'll be like, she doesn't know what she's doing, <laughs> um, and it's true, I don't. But mm-hmm. then I think I know what my that's so I know what I want to make, and I know that my jewelry, mm-hmm. I don't struggle with that. Mm-hmm. My issue is like how to portray it on Instagram and how mm-hmm. to portray myself because. The brands that I like and the ones that I follow are people who will do very much like uh, open with their production process and they're just always on their phone and they're doing videos of themselves like, hey, this is what I'm doing today. And I'm like, I they'll show their challenges, they'll show everything. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I really respect that. And I'm like, that takes balls yeah. to be so upfront so open. and open with that. And I'm not there yet. And yeah. I'm just because I like having the separation between like phone time and my life. Mm-hmm. But... I think it's cool when people can do that. Yeah. Um, but it's tough. Uh, can you share any habits or routines that you practice to kind of get yourself in the zone? Everything starts, well, for me, mm-hmm. with wax. Um, and I kind of like sculpting and I like the progression that you can see while you're doing it. And it doesn't always take that long. Um, but I guess my habit is just I find so many images online of what I'm planning to draw and I sketch and then I mm. have like three screens around me and the sketches that I've done and I just work at it yeah. over a few hours. Um, then I definitely, every time I hit a brick wall mm. um, and I'm like, oh, I don't know where to carve next. So I like leave it for a day, come back and then over the course of like four evenings, I'll mm-hmm. get there. Mm-hmm. But if I didn't take the breaks, then I would never, I would just ruin it basically. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So knowing when Sweet. to like, step away is good yeah what qualities do you think make a great creative entrepreneur in your opinion oh i think um just like Mm open-minded um don't get too like stuck in your own niche you know Mm. like be have your eyes open see what's out there look across platforms and across like you know take inspiration from everywhere yeah um and i just think 
creating something perfect and you know when you're going to produce something amazing because you've put so much so many hours into it like don't do stuff half-assed just like be like okay i'm committing this many weeks to this amazing thing that i'm going to make don't rush it take your time don't let other people put pressure on you yeah produce it how you want to produce it i don't think we ever really got into why you left your like corporate career like why like why did you leave it i don't know it's not because like i i actually loved it like Mm. i really get a buzz off like working in those high pressure environments Mm. um and it gave me good disciplines and Mm -hmm. i really felt like my mind was at use Mm -hmm. whereas the thing that i struggle with here is um i don't use my brain as much Mm because i use my hands constantly and it's just so much more solo work and i'm Mm -hmm. so much more of a social person i love Mm -hmm. going to work i love catching up with my mates i Mm -hmm. love all of that and the idea of in the future working for myself even though that's the goal and that's what i want to do i don't want to work like alone Mm. and so it was a tough decision to leave that leave the london job and the path i was on because it was like money was at the end of it and like you know Mm -hmm. progression and promotions and it was really nice and gratifying and i felt like i was getting better skills in like communication and all Mm. of these other areas and like problem solving and debating Mm. and all of this like amazing good stuff Mm -hmm. um and now it's almost like the flip where I don't have any of that, but mm-hmm. I have all of the creative side. Yeah. And running a business is interesting because you still use those skills mm-hmm. in in a bit in a way, but it's not anywhere near the scale where it's like put to yes. full force, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's kind of tough. Yeah. That's so good. Grass is always greener. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. true. true. <laughs> Me and Noah have like very, very different lives because like you're like freelance, right? Whereas like mm-hmm. I work for like for a like, company or whatever. Uh, and like one thing I like envy Noah uh, about is like his free time. Like, oh man, you can like do stuff. But in my perspective, one thing that I envy you for you is that the, st- the, st- the stability. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Again, it's, it's always greener in the other side. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure there's a way to balance both. There like, is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so, I can't not. If I even when I go on holiday for like. A week's cool, like two weeks. I'm like, I gotta yeah. get back to work. Like, friends, I, right? Really? Yeah. That's so and crazy. And if I if I you have know, a day off or like yeah. a sick day, I'm yeah. like, I I never have sick days because I'm like, I'll be so bored. I just have yeah. to work. That is and then I know I just yes. can't. I it makes me feel horrible. I feel it gives me anxiety. <laughs> I like yeah. can't not do I was it. I'm telling David that I just finished my. I was doing a brand consulting for for about nine months. I was doing it twice a week. Mm-hmm. I just finished that last Tuesday, and immediately the next day, Wednesday, is driving me nuts. Like, mm. what am I going to do now? I know. Yeah. Oh, man. But, yeah. I, yeah. yeah. I, I, I operate very differently. I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, I'm going to retire now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's it for me. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh. That's so funny. But I, I always say, like, if you can, um, I've always believed in having your own business. Because um, you're already, or if you, not, that anything, not that anything's wrong with working for a company. Uh, you can you walk get, away at the end of the day yeah. and no stress. Yeah, mm. and you can learn. You can learn a lot from from being uh, from working for another person, right? But at the same time, you're putting that much effort to build their business that you can be putting in your own business at the same time. Mm. And of course, there's the, there's different factors. Um, whether you start your own business or not, whether you start it now or not yet. But I, I always encourage people to have their own business if, if they can and if they have the time for it. Mm-hmm. The main difference that I notice is, is starting when I freelance is instead of working eight hours, you work at least 12 hours a day. Um, and again, this this meme that I saw where the guy was just talking to himself and it says like board meeting because um, you are you are the accountant for your for yourself. Mm-hmm. You are your brand manager. Yeah. 
you are like you're everything in mm-hmm. your work and there's no again there's no one else to blame but yourself if you fail right mm-hmm. yeah i think the downside but the fulfilling side of it is every glory that you get is, is yours is yours so. yeah. yeah yeah for sure yeah for sure yeah. Okay. So, hey, we've come to the end of our time together, Millie. Oh. Unfortunately, I know it's been it's been wonderful. What's one quote that you can like set us off on? Like one quote that's like inspired oh, you. Oh my god. Um, I feel like it would be, um, take your time and just make good stuff. You know. Mm. And another thing that I forgot to say is, find. So one thing that I did when I came here was a course with a jeweler who i really loved their stuff Mm -hmm. anita sigma she's really cool Mm -hmm. um and you can she basically taught me through her process of how she does it and then i made a ring with her and seeing her in her like independent working for herself studio like it just inspired me and gives you a kind of an image of what how what you want to be so like find and integrate yourselves with businesses or people that are at a level you aspire to and you you know endless inspiration mm-hmm. that's so good so okay. people can find your stuff at ratbetty.com yes and also at ratbetty on instagram yeah okay guys thank you for listening uh see you soon thanks yeah thanks i picked uh, a star is born over a bohemian rhapsody <sighs> big mistake Re- really come on no think- honestly uh, really? for me i think they're both good i can't compare it to Okay. I felt like it, I haven't been, seen a film for a while where I like didn't stop staring at the screen the whole time. Really? I was just like this. I would say like um, I love fish. So like if it's a food, it's like uh-huh. a fish. Uh, is in your rhapsody. Steak. What's analogy? Steak. Steak is. Um, Star is born. Okay. Very different. Can compare them side by side. They're both good. Yeah. Okay, so like, do you think that he, that like he deserved that award for best actor? I have a theory. Okay, so like, so I think I think Bradley Cooper had a harder job in A Star Is Born because he had to make up a character, whereas like Remy Malek just had to act like this other guy. I think that's the easier. What? <laughs> no, because he's like he could do whatever he wanted. Like to, that character could be anything, and as long as he did it well, it was a good character. Mm-hmm. Whereas trying to imitate another character with this so much pressure on this person like I was like you are gonna be shit at that okay like I thought he would be shit okay interesting but I, I hear what you're saying I disagree but that's fine yeah. <laughs> no, I'm joking I'm guys joking. just agree to disagree <laughs> <laughs>